0: Welcome to the C3 Church Coffs Harbour Podcast. We're glad you're here. We pray that you'll be blessed and encouraged by this week's message. So for the month of December, as, as we said earlier, we, we, we're going to bring Christmas early. And um, This might not be a surprise to any of you, but we're going to actually talk about Jesus a lot in December. Isn't that crazy? Oh my gosh. Um, We're going to talk about Jesus. Um, In particular, we're going to go through um, the first 18 verses of John. And um, I, in preparing for this and getting ready for this month, um, I haven't been able to shake. There's something stirring in my spirit for us as a church from the first 18 verses of John. And hopefully um, I can clearly articulate with my words what's happening in my heart, in my mind as the Holy Spirit gets on these messages. But I, I believe that there is a truth hidden in these passages for us that will unlock a, a whole other level of living that we didn't even know existed. And, and that we can see Christmas as, um, as-, as not the peak of the mountain, but it's the foot of the mountain. And sadly... The world and, and, and many Christians, unfortunately, Christmas becomes this, this the, the precipice, the peak. It's like, yeah, Christmas! And then December 26th is like, no, nah, I forget about Jesus until mid-December next year. But, but Christmas should be the foot of the mountain of our encounter with God where we acknowledge Jesus, all he's done for us, who he is, that God sent his only son into the world so that we might encounter and know the the breadth and depth of God's love for humanity. And then as we go up that mountain in our relationship with God and discover more of him, that we can see further and clearer than ever before as we go. From strength to strength, the glory to glory in him. And so that's my heart for this month is that we would uh, draw closer to God, have a deeper, more uh, fulfilling relationship with him on the backside of what we study in John chapter 1. Sound good? Yes, it does. Let's get into it. So um, if you've read the opening passages of John, it can be a little bit um, confusing. It's a little bit like gobbledygook. I've always wanted to say that from the platform. Um, It's almost, you know when someone talks with peanut butter on the roof of their mouth, and it's like, what are you saying? It's almost like this letter was written in that same sort of way. What is he even saying? It's so confusing. So we want to read this and pull out... The truth of what John is writing here as he, as he pens his memoirs about his uh, life with Jesus and experience with him. Um, what's interesting to note is that uh, Luke is the most detailed account of the birth of Jesus uh, that we have with all four Gospels. Um, and so if, if we wanted a real detailed account of Jesus and his birth and the angels and the wise men, that's, we're, we're going to go to Luke. Luke's going to give us that. We don't get this so much in John or as much in Matthew or Mark, but but there's still some stuff here about Jesus that um, I really think is helpful for us as we're coming into this month of Christmas, uh, remembering the greatest gift ever given to humanity, and that was God's very own Son, as we said, to demonstrate His love for us. So we're going to just read through um, these first 18 verses together. Because if you've got a Bible, you can open that and turn with your... Thumbs to that page, or if you've got a smartphone, you can just scroll to that, whatever you like to do. Um, I'll be reading from the ESV. If it sounds different, that's why. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. See what I mean? It's like, what are you saying here? It's crazy. In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness about the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. But he was before me, for, from his fullness, we all have received grace upon grace for the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, the only God who is at the Father's side. He has made him known. Anybody else Confused. No, okay, well you guys are far more intelligent than me and uh, I'll just entertain myself for the next few minutes. Um, Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, it is living and alive, sharper than any two-edged sword. Lord, we just pray that this morning we would allow the sword of your word to pierce through our hearts and to open our hearts to receive the truth that you would have for us, that you would shift our mindsets, shift our mentality, so we would think more like you think. And Lord, we just pray that above everything, everything else, uh, that the, this, this message this morning would draw us closer to an, a more intimate and more fulfilling relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, before we go any further, I would like to invite Robert Manwaring, um, the magician, to come this morning. Can we welcome Mangs? <laughs> truth, truth, truth be told, I'm going I'm to do that. I'm do that. Um, I saw a photo of uh, this particular man in question. For what year would this have been? 19 quite a long time ago 80 something perhaps um, young strapping young man uh, from an excerpt from a newspaper article written about him um, from his old basketball days because he was quite the gun basketball days in Goulburn back in the day and it said the caption was Robert the magician man wearing and he was on the court doing his little mad skills and so now he is affectionately called the magician so uh Got any magic for us this morning, Max? Uh, magic's kind of yeah diminished over time, as it does. <laughs> is, is it really? Yeah. Uh, I think the magic still happens. Okay, um, I'm going to give you the microphone, and I want you just to to ask me some questions, get to get to know me a bit better. So, but I'm going to move this. All right, a couple of questions, Pastor Justin. What's your favourite colour? What's your favourite (laughs) colour? All right. What's your shoe size? (laughs) What was your first car? When's your birthday? When's your birthday? How many kids do you have, Pastor Justin? <laughs> How many kids do you have? Hmm. You done? That's it. Well, got more if you want. Thanks. How was that? Don't go anywhere. Is that okay? How, how did you? How did you feel asking those questions? Wasn't real good for me. No. No. Why not? I didn't get any response. Did you feel like I was engaging with you? No, I didn't. Did you feel like you had your answers satisfied from asking? Them? No, you pretty much ignored me. (laughs) Well, hold on, hold on. But the the truth is, these these are the answers here. My favourite colour is blue. My shoe size is 11. 1990 Toyota Camry represent. 9th of June is my birthday. And I have three kids. So, satisfied, your answers. Thank you so much for the uh, illustration, Mengs going to turn that around because that will distract everybody. What's my point? Have you ever prayed and felt like God was so distant? Ever believed God for stuff and just like, not even hearing me? Ever have thoughts, God if you're real why don't you do this and why don't you do that and put our, our, our prayer requests in and we, we we ask God questions and we try to get clarity and wisdom on life but it feels like just like that situation there that, that we, we are talking, is like am I talking to a brick wall, we can even get to the point where it's like do you even exist like I'm sure Manx thought, is he even there did he just walk away, leave me alone up here, this is crazy but the whole time I did provide answers it was just the answers I gave were in word form, written word form, not the audible that he was expecting. And, and the frequency that he was tuned in to get the response to his questions was a different frequency that I was tuned in to give those answers back. And there can be a, a disconnect similarly in our prayer life. That we can be praying and having faith in this certain frequency and God's response for us is in a different frequency and because we're not having these, these, these communication lines line up, we can feel that this disconnect means that God's not caring, God's not listening, God's not there. But the truth is, we just got to dial into his frequency. It's not a matter of he has to dial into our frequency. No, he is Lord of lords, he is King of kings. We dial into his frequency. He's already demonstrated his love for us by becoming one of us Now our response is to connect with him. So like my communication to is, I'm giving you my responses through written word. That's how I'm communicating to you. And you could have, if you had have known that, you could have walked around that board and seen the exact answers you were asking the whole time. But because you didn't know that's how I was communicating, and that was my primary way of communicating, you missed out. When we understand God's primary way of communicating to us We can walk around and see all that's been revealed. Scriptures say that everything that has been revealed will be revealed. It has been revealed. It's just us tuning in to discover that. So like I communicated through written word, God has communicated to us. His word has come in the form of Jesus. Jesus is the expressed word of God. God has revealed himself to humanity in the person of Jesus Christ. And the answers that we're looking for and the solutions and the wisdom and the clarity is found in him. Now, of course, God can speak to us in any way he wants. I could have popped my head around and said, oh, man, it's this or that. But God is, it cannot be put in a box, but primarily the way that he speaks to us is through Jesus. It's almost like God talking, in reality, looks like Jesus walking. And if we want to hear God's voice, we've got to look to the person of Jesus Christ. Understanding this, and I can't make this any clearer, and I cannot over-exaggerate this point enough, understanding this is a game changer. This takes away the disappointment we might experience when it feels like God is not responding to us, This can bring clarity and wisdom to us when we're uncertain about how to respond or or act in certain situations. So how do we know that Jesus is God's word? Please don't just take my word for it and go, well, that sounds really nice. How do we know through scripture that Jesus is God's word that is revealed to us so that we know God is always talking to us? Well, let's go back to John chapter one. In the beginning was The Word. Now, this in the beginning is a direct reference to Genesis 1. Direct reference. What John is writing here is the exact same phrase that we see in Genesis 1 In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So, John is taking us back to the very start of creation. And he's saying, In the beginning was the Word. Now the word in your Bible should be capitalized, which means there is divinity on that or there is a divineness or a heavenliness about that which indicates that there is a God factor. And the word here, we know to be Jesus. And we're going to see how that fits to be Jesus. In the beginning was the words. In the beginning was Jesus. And this word was with God. And this word was God. In the beginning of time, was the Word, Jesus. And he was with God, and he was God. Now here is a beautiful insight into the Trinity. That God is three yet one. Because Genesis 1 in the, in the, 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 um, the, the creation story talks about the Spirit of God hovering over the void. And then the Word of God was spoken. The Father spoke the Word, Jesus, And all things came into being. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him. Him being the Word. All things in creation were made through Jesus. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him, Jesus was the life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Well, how do you know that that's specifically talking about Jesus? That seems like a long bow to draw. Uh, it doesn't specifically or expressly say that the word is Jesus. The word could just be God's communicative power to reveal and make and create. How do you know that that is specifically Jesus? Well, we've already seen that it's personified. All things are made through him. The word has given a, a, a personality. It's given a agenda. But verse 14 is the clincher. And the Word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And don't forget, John is writing to first century Jewish culture. He's writing to his peers. He's sitting at the end of his life, writing his memoirs about the life that he, he's had with Jesus and saying, All right, here we go. In the beginning, this is a crazy story, was the Word was Jesus, um, and, and he, he was with God, and, and, he, and he was God. I'm not sure how that works out. We now know through study that that's the Trinity. Um, and, then, and then he said, and the word became, flesh. this word from, from, from the very create, created start, the very beginnings, became flesh. This is the Jesus I'm telling you about, that we all encountered and experienced and dwelt among us, humans, God in human form, God's word. Became flesh, it was Jesus. And we have seen his glory, the glory as of the only Son. The word became flesh. Jesus is God's word. Jesus is God's word. So when we're looking for answers, we're looking for solutions, we're looking for clarity, we're looking for wisdom. And we want to hear God's voice. We want to hear God's word on the matter. Jesus. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Now, this next truth I'm going to explain to you um, should not come to a surprise, as a surprise to anybody. If it does come as a shock to you, then I will hold an altar call afterwards and, and, and I will cast out the demon of the, the Department of Education over you. But but this this truth is simply this, that that a word is simply made up of a bunch of letters. Yeah? Right, so no, no one's surprised by that? Okay. And this is universally true for almost every dialect and language and and culture and people group under the sun. That words are simply made up of a bunch of letters. So if I look around the room, I see the word home. The letters that make that word is H-O-M-E. Huh. And in that order, it makes the word home, and over there I see next, and N is the letter than E and X and T, and you see the point that words are just simply made up of a bunch of letters. In Revelation 1, chapter 8, God says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. And, and you might go, what, what does that mean? He's the Alpha, so he's like the, 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 the dominant male figure that does the most push-ups and You know, he leads the pack. No, no, that's something you would see in like college films in America. Um, Alpha and Omega is referring to letters of the Greek alphabet. Alpha being the first. Or we would have A. There you go. No surprises there are also. And then Omega is like the Z, the end of the Greek alphabet. And God was saying, because New Testament is written predominantly in Greek, that, that hey, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the word that I speak over humanity. I will have the first word through Jesus and I will have the last word through Jesus that all everything I'm about to speak and reveal to you is through Jesus. First word through Jesus. And we see that in Genesis 1. So, Jesus is God's first word to humanity in the beginning, was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The very created order of everything happened through Jesus. Jesus was God's first word to humanity, God's first way of revealing Himself and communicating to people. And not just communicating, but creating. And Jesus will be the last word that God will have to humanity. We read Hebrews chapter 1. It says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed the heir of all things, through whom He also created the whole world. Jesus will be has been the first word spoken he will be the last word spoken when he comes again and packs up this entire mess and redeems it back to himself in his second coming when he'd look no further than jesus this is incredibly significant for us to remember at christmas that that god did not just send a little baby into this world. And Christmas is not just a cute little nativity story about baby Jesus in a manger with some beautiful farm animals and some great gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. What God was accomplishing through the birth of Jesus was him speaking, communicating, and creating. And if Jesus is the Word of God, then we see both communication and creation in the life of Jesus we see that in the very beginning god spoke god communicated and through jesus the whole world was created and then through jesus the spoken word his actual life that when he put on flesh he both communicated and he created he he created A pathway for everybody, regardless of of your background, regardless of your religion, regardless of whatever. He created a way for all people, Jews, Gentiles, and everyone in between, to have access to the Father. That's what he created through his life, through God speaking to humanity. and saying, hey guys, this Jesus who I'm sending, my only son, I'm communicating to you that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And if anyone wants to come to me, it's actually going to be through him. That's what he was communicating. that's, That's what he was creating. And what Jesus was communicating on his life here on this earth was how God's kingdom operated and how you and I ought to live in God's kingdom and what awaits us who who live according to those standards and those ways. Jesus communicates, Jesus creates. That's God's word to us. And so what, what does that look like? Because I don't want this just to be like a Bible college lecture and like all this information. I want it to be grounded in, in how to apply that tomorrow, Justin. That's all great. Well, just last week I was talking to somebody and they were just saying they were super stressed. Just had stuff on. They were, they were, it felt like that. been felt like like you've been drawn and quartered. Like you just got people pulling you in every direction. There's demands on you at every place. And so, um, this person said, "Look, I just feel so stressed, and to the point where I've just got a knot in my stomach, and um, I, I'm, I'm starting to have shallow breathing. And um, it wasn't like you know, call an ambulance or go to the hospital sort of stress. It was just like just general. I'm overwhelmed with life at the moment. Stress. And I said, "Well, you know, the Bible says that." Jesus is the Word of God, and uh, um, and so we, we can look to Him. So I said, what if we look to Jesus? What do we see in Jesus that could be helpful for you in this situation? I said, has Jesus ever experienced stress? I'm like, Yeah. I said, where, where do we see that in Scripture? I said, well, this person was like, well, I guess in the Garden of Gethsemane when it was the night he was about to get arrested, and then the next day be. Be killed, so that was kind of stressful, and we see that he had anguish. I say like, exactly, yes. What did he do? Well, he went to a quiet place to pray and connect with the Father. Oh. see, I said. Well, I said another example would be Jesus often. Because preaching is exhausting. Preaching is it's not as easy as things to get up here with a microphone and just talk. Like, you know, and Jesus was, was tired after preaching to the crowds day after day, hour after hour. So he would, and we see this in Scripture, he would, again, retreat to a quiet place to get his soul refilled, refreshed by God the Father. And Jesus teaches us through the Word that we'd find our little prayer closet and just go into that closet. And it's not talking about having like a little panic room in your house where the, the roller door's shut and there's cameras to the outside world and no one can get into you and you're just there to pray. It's like what it's talking about is go to a location that is away from the things causing you stress or distraction where you can just be with God. Go to that place. For some people, it's walking along the beach. It takes all the distraction away. For some people, it's going for a drive and just putting worship. Whatever it is for you, And so the the takeaway we, we get in that is, going back to this person, I was like, you could be praying, God, take this stress from me and going, well, God's not listening. Because in your own strength, you go, I'm just going to pray these prayers. When what we need to do, if we want to hear God's voice, is tune into the frequency that God is speaking on. And God's frequency is JESUS.FM uh, um, radio. And, and you tune into the JESUS.FM and, and you can hear God's voice. And so when you tune in, you see, okay, when I'm stressed... I'm going to do what Jesus did. I'm going to follow the example he left me to do. I'm going to go away from the things causing me this stress and just get refreshed from my father. That's one example. But the only way we tune into FM is by reading the scriptures. That's why we spent the last month just trying to reignite that passion. Because we can't make up, and I know Manx is a magician, but he can't just magically make up what Jesus would or wouldn't do in his own imagination. He's going to create a false God that he'll follow for himself and his preferences. But when we see it directly in the passages of the Scripture, then we see how, because don't forget, the Word was with God and the Word was God. Jesus is God. Jesus is God's demonstration for us on this earth. And we see what Jesus did and we see how Jesus responded and we see what Jesus said. We're seeing what God did, how God responded, what God would do in those situations. And that gives us the example for us to follow in this life. And when we get this understanding, when it comes to Christmas and we realize that, that Jesus was God's gift to communicate and create to all humanity... Then that becomes the foot of the mountain of us discovering more about Him. Not the, the full expression, but the starting point. And then the closer we grow in our relationship with Him, the more we hear His voice, the more we see how He responds, the more we obey and follow Him, and the better it gets. And that's why I think, and I'll, I'll close with this. The, 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 in the 1990s, back when I was um, a really cool teenage Christian, um, I wasn't um, at all. But they had these things, and you want to remember called WWJD bands. And like, what would Justin do? No, 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 no. If you got one of those, cut those off now, burn those. They're not going to be helpful. But what would Jesus do? And now we look back with a little bit of jest. We go, oh, that would be corny. That would be, you know, whatever. But the more I read scripture, That is profound like if, if that's the platform for how we view life and how we make decisions and how we navigate our behaviors and our attitudes and our interactions with people and our interactions with God that's that changes everything what would Jesus do that's a really good question to ask cuz the answer to that question is what God did and if we're called to grow in the likeness of Christ follow his example then what would Jesus do is a really, really important question to ask ourselves. So Jesus is the first word that God had for humanity for people. Genesis 1, in the beginning, the word was with God, the word was God. He's the Alpha. And Jesus is the Omega. He's going to be the last word that God will speak to humanity when he comes again. And he's second coming to take all of his followers back to glory with him. And it sounds like a weird science fiction, sort of Scientology sort of thing, but it's not. Um, trust, trust me. Um, <laughs> but he is coming back. As sure as he came the first time, he's coming back again to take his followers with him. He is the Omega. And he is every word that we need ever in between. I don't know the rest of the Greek letters, to be honest. I know too. Maybe beta and delta because I watched those college films. Um, but here's enough. Here's God's word. If you feel, and I know I'm repeating myself, but if you feel like Mang's felt and you pray but you can't hear and you pray but you never see and you pray, maybe your frequency for how God speaks is out of whack. Maybe you're into M Y S E F L F. FM, myself. How I want God to speak the box I put God in. I'm to get out of that frequency. Yeah. Tune in to Jesus FM. Thanks for tuning in to the C3CH podcast. We trust this week's message inspired and encouraged you. We hope to see you in one of our services soon. For more information on C3 Church Coffs Harbour, visit www.c3ch.com.